Hello and welcome to Spirit Podcast episode 155. <clears throat> we are with uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot, a.k.a. Skinny Penis, a.k.a. Dr. Girth, which is a contradictory nickname, but we like it nonetheless. Oh, there's nothing contradictory about that, folks. The only hey. thing that's contradictory about that is can it fit into things. But No, it's not allowed to fit into things anyway. Currently, it's just sitting in its garage. Sitting in its garage? Wait. Your pants. Anyway. Oh, okay. I don't want to get crass. I um, I went out to dinner with the wife tonight. Mm, you went out to dinner, you said? Yes, yeah, so we went out to Cooper's Hawk, one of our favorite places to go. We had a gift card, NBD. My brother is a wine club member, which if you um, aren't over the age of 35, you wouldn't know what that means. What that means is um, at Cooper's Hawk, you get two bottles of wine a month. That you just pick up. You spend like $40 um, a month, but you get two bottles of wine that could easily equal like 60. So it's weird. I don't know. I don't know why my brother does it. But anyway, he doesn't go to Cooper's Hawk that often. Um, so he has 45 bottles of wine just sitting there, which is the equivalent At Cooper's of. Hawk, you mean? Yes, which is the equivalent yeah. of three years plus of wine see i don't i don't i don't understand that because my girlfriend's parents have the same thing they just have gooks amount of wine just at yeah. just chilling and they just never mm-hmm. do anything with it like hey yeah. throw a party yeah. get weird get weird you with know? it try a bunch of shit now are you allowed you to pick of? are you allowed to pick up all 45 bottles at once if you want Basically, yeah. So you just come in there and fucking overweiss crates that have the little sections, you know, and you just mm-hmm. you just take trips. You so what I got trips. behind me, yeah, I literally went in there and I said, absolutely, my name is Jeffrey. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I picked out um, 15 bottles of wine and I brought them home with me. So I'm currently drinking a giant bottle of Chianti that... Uh, it's going to take me a while to finish. The wine I got today, I probably won't drink until 2024. But I how got many it. How many bottles do you think you picked up? Seven. I got two I got two different types of rosé for my mother-in-law and my wife because they like rosé. I got two different types of Pinot Grigio for my wife and my mother-in-law because they like Pinot Grigio. And then the rest was for Papa. Well... Um, I can't really compete, but all I can do is show you this nice. guy. Nice. In a beer holder, which keeps it um, colder. Colder. Mm-hmm. And I'm also toasty for the first time in a while. Who saw that one coming? Um, dude. Hey, hey. This is what I do now. Okay, we had this conversation on the phone yesterday. And you'd be yeah. proud of me. I only had half a sig, and you nice. were so right. Yep. Halfway through, I'm just like, uh huh. I honestly do because instantly regret. Was, it wasn't an instant regret. I just kind of was like, it was like a celebratory. Like uh, we were driving home, and we we're like, ah, celebration of the end of the week. You know, it's ripping dart. Um, yeah. yeah. But the filter, you could. I swear, you taste that filter. It's fucking gross. Yeah, no, there's um, no, it's terrible. But I'll probably do that once a Friday, you know, and then it'll become once every 
Friday, Thursday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> you just keep Wednesday free, though, huh? No, no Wednesday. That's oh, did I not? That. Did I skip one? No, I didn't. Yeah. skip Wednesday. You literally said Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> I knew, I knew I did something wrong there. I knew I missed one. That's okay. That's okay. It's good. Leave Wednesday for the Lord. Um. Yeah. I. I. I was on a job site. I told you this. Um. I was on a job site, and uh, one of the co one of my coworkers had a cigarette, and he, you know, wasn't necessarily keeping the, the uh, exhaust, for lack of a better word, away from me, but um. Uh, I just went, man, that smells good. And he goes, it's delicious. And I was like, mm-hmm. He's like, and then he just looks at me and goes, do you want one? And I went, yeah, but no. <laughs> and he went, okay. And walked away. I respect the fact he didn't give me time to think about it. What, just, uh, what, type, what type were they? Cause now Those I'm, are camel I'm... crushes. Camel Crush. Oh, is that the the menthol ones you crush? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't fuck with those. I don't fuck with uh-huh. those. No. When I look, I was a Parliament Light man in my day. Um. Then I was a then I was a Marlboro Red guy. Then I was um. American Spirits Orange Pack, of course. Hey, American Spirits. That sounds what? Familiar. What? Jeez. 155 what? later. That's right. Damn. That's right. I was an American Spirits man. And then um, I d- I've, d- I've dabbled in the dark arts of Lucky Strikes. <laughs> I've dabbled. Dark, the dark I've, arts. I've dabbled in the dark arts of Lucky <laughs> like Strikes. Like you fucking started fentanyl. <laughs> uh-huh. I've dabbled. I've dabbled in those waters. Um, But I'll tell you what. And also, AJ loves Turkish royals. That's what, he, that's what we used to do, yeah. Yeah, and he loves them because when you smoke, because on the side of the paper it says Turkish royal, and when you smoke that, you can still see Turkish royal in the ash. That's why he loves them so much. But I'll tell you Wait, what. What? My, yeah, it's weird. My brother was a huge Camel Crush guy. Okay, I don't I mean, mean to, I don't mean to interrupt you there, but you said something that yeah. you can't just say, and you you need to try to you try to move on because that's that's like shooting a firework and a penis shows up in the sky or something along those lines. So you're saying that I could just rip a fucking Turkish Royal right here, uh-huh. ash it? Oh no, it's it's if you don't ash it, I'm sorry. If you don't like flick it, and if it, and if you just have the the uh, God, what do they call it? The cherry, I guess. If you just have the long ash still attached to the cigarette, yeah, it says Turkish Royal still in it. Not all the time, but it does happen. Amusing. Out of a out of a pack of twenty, you probably get five that'll do it. That's still good numbers. Wild. Mm-hmm. But then that's you. You wouldn't even be able to enjoy that cigarette, though. You would literally just be like trying to smoke it like an at an at an angle. You like mm. maybe you put a little candy can on it, so you just yeah. You know, my um, one of my best friends growing up, um, he's like you in the regard that he doesn't understand nice things. Um, because like I, I I've told this story where you know my son was born. My brother's son was born, and uh, we all go get our haircut at the same place. I have to make an appointment, by the way. And um, 
I brought my bottle of 12-year-old McKellen to the haircut place, which is, you know, for those of you who listening who don't enjoy scotch or bourbons, that's a $250 bottle of whiskey. That's a $250 bottle of whiskey. And um, I poured um, the three of us a shot, or a, or a, a shot, two ounces in the glass. And, and this is a whiskey you sip. Well, my brother sipped... I sipped, we look at Hoff, and his is gone. Um, so my friend, let's call him Daniel, he um, was very similar in that regard because I handed him a Cuban cigar from Cuba before Obama lifted the Embargo Act. So this cigar was illegal. And I handed it to him. And, uh, well, he, he woofed down I mean, he smoked an hour and a half cigar in 20 minutes. Ugh. No. That's... Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, I don't know, was he going for, like, a time thing? And he's, just, he's a weird guy. And I looked at him and I went, well, that's the last time you get one of those. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't, uh... <laughs> I mean, his ash. He literally kept the ash the entire cigar. Was Wait, was I was I the one in the backyard? I swear, I I might have seen that, or I might have met that friend that you Maybe. That did that, and it was like a couple days after, or like a couple weeks after he did this, because I specifically remember you guys talking about this. Maybe before. it's a good chance. It's a good chance. Yeah. And I remember your dad being not angry, but like just kind of more just disappointed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. literally told me. He literally said to him, "You don't get those anymore." Yeah. Yeah. And he handed him a dollar fifty cigar from Benny's. My dad and I used to do that before a stroke. My dad and I would do that. I feel very guilty about my dad's stroke because I didn't help. Um. Well, what could you have done to help, though? <laughs> Well, let me tell you. Um, you I've been drugging the man. <laughs> no, uh, basically, I um, my dad quit smoking when my sister was born, so he was about thirty-eight. He used to rip some darts. Oh, my dad used to. <laughs> my father smoked so many cowboy killers that he got two count them two Marlboro sleeping bags because back in the day if you bought Marlboro you'd rip the tops off and mail it into Marlboro and they'd give you shit it's the equivalent of like credit card points yeah so he let's see boy we have a denim jacket that says Marlboro very nice we have a denim jacket that says Marlboro two sleeping bags that say Marlboro and um Ah, just a bunch of shit. Pens, um, a tent. We had a tent at one point, and he would just, I mean, that's how much my dad smoked. So he smoked up until my sister was born, so I vaguely remember my dad smoking. Um, so fast forward um, 14 years, when I turn 18, um, this schmuck... Um, is like, I want to smoke a cigar. And my dad's like, okay. Um, 
but I was like, I don't know what to buy. So of course you go the natural route of Swisher Sweets, right? Because you're a scumbag college kid. Mm-hmm. I upgraded to Backwoods, which were much better. Those, those, those were decent, you know. And I and I got him to rip one. I got him to have one of those. He goes, "That's not bad." I'm like, "No, it's not." He goes, "I'll get you a real cigar. Just give me some time." I'm mm-hmm. like, "All right." So he got me a punch cigar, which is like a it's it's a, it's a ten, fifteen, maybe twelve. Eight dollar cigar you can get at a gas station. It comes in a pouch and it's you know humid. It's it's got the humidity inside the pouch, so it's pretty fresh every time you get it. But you can get it at a gas station. Get a fucking sitco. Um, so he got me one of those, and I was like, "This is fantastic." Mm-hmm. And then that became he and I bonding over cigars. We would go to Benny's. We would go to the humidor. We got the. We got the lighter, we got the cutters, we got the different types. We would try out different kinds. We would research different kinds. He's the one that figured out you can buy Cubans from Switzerland. And he got a guy, and he got his guy to ship him Switzerland Cuban cigars. And he and I would sit on the deck. We'd have a couple of brewskis. We'd watch the Cubs play. And we would have our cigars every, like, every other night, you know. My dad, when... uh we went out to lunch when I used to work for him. We went out to lunch at Rookies, and he, uh, we got two beers. It was like noon. And he goes, see, this is the problem with your fucking brothers. They're so fucking weird. I'm like, what? And he goes, they're so fucking weird. They don't want to sit here and watch a game and have a beer, because my brothers aren't beer guys. Mm-hmm. But I was newly 21. I'll drink fucking anything. Yeah. So, you know, he and I would go do that. And then when I turned 21... um. I got into whiskeys. I got into bourbons. I was like, I wanted to try this. And my dad never was. My dad was a vodka tonic, gin and tonic kind of man, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I got super into dark bourbons and, and all these different things. And then he was like, oh, let me try that. And then, and then it became, we're sitting on the deck with our cigars and our bourbons and our scotches and our, and our Cubs games. I've, and I've, our I've, I've, I've seen yeah. that closet. I've seen yeah, that closet. That, that's exactly closet <laughs> in the basement. It became humidors and it became 20 year old scotches and bourbons and we would sit on the deck and we would, you know. And so when I say I didn't help my father's stroke, I didn't help my father's stroke. But, you know, those memories are invaluable. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what I say. I mean, the memories almost legitimately cost you like 10 years. Yeah. You know, fucking I don't want to live to 100 and be a fucking boring guy. exactly 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 i mean now did i smoke as much as my father did no Mm -hmm. no he he smoked a lot of cigars like when i was i would be like nah i'm good and he'd be like all right you're lost pussy and then he would (laughs) go yeah faggot and then you know and then like i he's like like, you want some you want some whiskey i wouldn't say no to whiskey he's like you want some whiskey yes but then he would like have but I, I I took days off. He did not. So, but yeah, that was fun. That was good times. Well, Dad, didn't your dad work? Used to work like the weirdest hours too. Um, nah, not really. I mean, like maybe when he was working at National Can, but that's like your twenties when you're grinding, you know. No, because I I swear, I'm, or was is he just like a night owl? Because I swear he you would always talk about him being always up late all the time. In his chair, or is it like? Oh, he was just playing Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. 
Two splitting hour. My dad had a nine to five. My dad had an eight to maybe well, seven thirty, eight o'clock to to four, five. He owned his own business, so it was really his own. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Why did I think he worked like overnight? Maybe because we went well, to like Geneva, and like yeah, uh, like Geneva. Was that like Geneva? Yes. And we went fishing at night there. Maybe well, sometimes cool. he would work at night, like doing asbestos when he was fucking too old to do it. But yeah. He'd work nights then, but for his own company, so it was kind of like a have to, not being told to. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Hmm. Yeah, but let's um, how long have we been going here? I feel like we've just been bullshitting. Um, how are you doing, dude? How's the new job going? Job's doing good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually really liking it. I have coworkers that speak English. Thank God. Um, Thank it's God. On right mm-hmm. now. I have the job that we're contracted out to build. I shouldn't say build. We're just fucking laying beads on it, dude. Yeah. And beads on it. Um, so I'm learning what it's like to be on a job site. Good. I'm learning the difference between personalities of... Mm-hmm. Um, plumbers, between welders, between iron workers, between uh, pavement guys, between electrical workers. Did I already say them? No. Nope. So. Um, there's just all the different types of trades, and everybody comes to one spot, but they're always contracted out by fucking, let's say, 20 different places. Like yeah. 20 different places could be hour that way, hour this way, two hours this way, hour that yeah. way. So fucking guys will just come over to you and start bullshit and like just talking to you like you're on the other side of the world over there. Yeah. What do they pay yeah. you like? Where are you guys at? What type of work do you do? I don't know fucking why. We're just gonna be fucking doing this all day. Fucking 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 fucking. Uh, isn't it amazing? Fucking is like a noun and a verb. And instruction workers. It's What's not even. That... It's not even a conversation. No. We're having. It's no. just. And I was like trying to explain this to my girlfriend over the phone, like. It's just humble flex. <laughs> is it a humble? <laughs> what? My girlfriend. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking. You know what it is, dude? Fuck, I'm a girlfriend, dude. <laughs> um, it's not even like you're you're talking to each other. It's like it's you're talking at somebody. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just very true. you know, you're not even looking for an answer. You know? No. No, you're literally just looking to bitch. You're just looking yeah. to bitch, and you're just looking to just talk about shit about something. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's uh it's uh, funny because like for for me, I'm operations, and I have to do a lot of talking to sales, and because I'm operations, I do a lot of talking to crew guys, and laborers, and op and um operators, you know, who work the machines and stuff. So like they're the operators and people in operations and laborers are like fucking 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 mm. shit fucking shit fuck bullshit bitch fucking ass pussy 
shit. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, you just get in that vernacular. You get in that mm-hmm. type of that's your, that becomes part of your lexicon. I mean, yeah. I talked to my wife like I fucking hate her. You know, like, <laughs> hey, what the fuck are we doing with fucking dinner? Like, what are we fucking doing with this shit? Like, are we gonna fucking cook this? Are we gonna fucking not do this? What the kids fucking oh, do? Like, and she's God. just like, What are you doing? <laughs> and then like I my mother, like I talk to my mother, like I I go to her house and I'm like man the other day this fucking guy and i'm like ah oh, you're are you, are you every time i say it, every time i say fucking in front of my mom she goes yeah. like this Ugh, like she yeah. winches yeah. she will listen to one of our shows and go you swear too much and i go mom don't listen it's not for you <laughs> oh please um, <laughs> don't do it it's not for you don't um, listen man <laughs> anyway um, but um, so, no, like, so, but, but, but the problem is, is then I talk to sales and I talk to clients and I literally have to have this like sensor in my brain yeah. of like, don't use fuck as a verb. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. That's why it's I was tough. always afraid to go to the Miller's household. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I don't know what to do over there, man. <laughs> no. Um, I felt bad because like I knew them when they, before, like they all went off and did their own thing. So I yeah. would. And by that time, I'm a little older than Aaron. Um, I, I worked construction since I was 18. So, like, I was just dropping F-bombs and <laughs> calling girls bitches and hot and, <laughs> and fucking all this stuff. And then I'm like, I go and work out at the Poe and, and then I say something. I'm like, yeah. damn it, man. I can't <laughs> say that. That's it's not – I've been at a construction site for a week and I already understand it. Yeah, man. I mean, I was telling Aaron, I'm like, you know, sweet little Aaron when he was that age. I was like, hey, you want to want to rip a heater in the parking lot? <laughs> and he said yes, but still was weird, you know? like I, It's weird I had to ask, you know? Yeah. Um, no, but it's been good, man. So what we're doing um, – since we're talking about job sites and shit. So it's just like this massive semi-truck docking and loading. Depot. Thing. Yeah. Depot. Yeah. And it's just like it's where semi-trucks can come in, drop their shit off, and pick, load some shit up and get the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. So what we are doing is we're contracted out by some company. I probably should start not saying where I work and – yeah, definitely all, don't. All that fun stuff I'm contracted out by. So I'm just going to say uh, job people A. Um, if people A are having us weld all the docks that the semi-trucks back, semi-trucks back into, mm-hmm. and they have that platform. Yeah. And we're just fucking beads, you know? And it's just like, yeah. these fuckers are like, I, I mean, we all love garage doors. You know, so just imagine some of us have a business plan about it. Yeah. Let me know. Um, So think of a garage door, but it turned vertically. So because it's not like we're running a weld that's fucking from the edge of the garage door to the edge of the garage door. It's Mm -hmm. like we are technically, but it's 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 like half of a garage door length. So we're still having to run a lot of beads. And it gets to the point where I have what? What I just, I just realized that you and I have professions that are so fucking eh, boring. <laughs> you know, you know? Like, we just fucking losers. You know, just like go back to talking about ripping charts. <laughs> yeah, fucking let's talk about heaters. <laughs> no, but I get you. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I I find it fascinating. It's uh. So, and it's what's, what's just cool about this thing, dude, is 
we had to weld. So there was this platform and then the other platform was like stuck up to like right here. So basically like a, 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 a tiny, tiny gap that had a little bit level up. And what you do with some of these 7014 rods that we're running, you can legit just put that bitch in the corner yeah. and you're fucking just watching that puddle fill, man. And you mm. like, the gaps, you don't have to like hold it over it. So you're like, kind of like trying to stay, you can literally put that bitch in there, rest yeah. it, and then just kind of walk it and mm. burning it and push. Oh, it's so sexy. dog. Oh yeah. It's Dude, so sexy. I tell you what, ever since I started this job, I never thought the smell of diesel was appealing, but motherfucker, <laughs> there is something about the smell of burning diesel at 7 a.m. that just yeah. does your body right. Mm -hmm. I remember I my first like big paving job, I just watched the paver. Oh, you gotta you gotta come out to a job one day. I'm actually the 10th. I'm up in Round Lake Beach by you. You should come out. Um was that a weekday? So it's a Saturday. Um, oh. Yeah, come on out. I'll, I'll buy you coffee. Um, so watching the semi and or six wheeler back up to the pave box and then the, they follow each other mm -hmm. and the pave box lays down fresh mat mm -hmm. while it still goes forward. Slap your mom. It's yeah. satisfying as fuck. Slap your mom. Oh man, I just watch it. Just go, yeah, yeah. Pave it. Beautiful. <laughs> pave it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, the first paving job of the year, everyone's excited. I bet, man. Everyone's just like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" And then by like six weeks into it, you're like, "Shoot me!" You know? Well, I can't imagine being the actual laborers that are fucking spreading that cement around. Oh, shit. dude. Oh. We had to do we had to do these ADA projects, so everything had to be a certain percent. It couldn't be over. It had to be exactly this percent. Mm -hmm. And I, not accidentally, but um, you know, growing pains. We really didn't know how to do these jobs, so I had them put in these bollards. And those of you who don't know, they're the giant things that keep you from hitting something sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, they put them around transformers. They put them around, you know, whatever. So um, I, I put these bollards in and before we had to pave asphalt. So it kind of made it difficult when we came there to pave because these bollards are in the way. We can't, we can't do it with a machine. We have to do it by hand. And this guy, he's like 5'5". Five, five. His name's Adrian. He is 5'5", five, five, 310 pounds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a bowling ball of a man. Great guy. Love him to death. Um, but he had to do all of it by hand and he had to have a, a certain percentage every time he did a small foot, you know, one by one section. He had to have a certain percentage. And I was like, Adrian, if you get this, we're going to Sizzler. I'm like, I'm <laughs> coffee's on me every day I have you. Do you understand? <laughs> and he's like, you got a boss? And I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's get it. <laughs> and you fucking did it, dude. It was crazy. Yeah, not, It was crazy. Not to be uh, fucking racist, but I mean, whatever, I will be. Fucking those. Love when sentences start like that. Those concrete motherfuckers, dude. They That's all. Fault, but yeah. Show, whatever. They all show up to the job site in a big van. 
Yep. Those motherfuckers hop out. They put yep. their headgear and it's like they're in fucking Antarctica and shit and they yep. just get after it. Uh-huh. Ripping darts, fucking just mm-hmm. chiefing and shit. Yep. And just push, they don't push pushing asphalt. Pushing asphalt, paver, three laborers with loots, just pushing and raking, pushing and raking, pushing and raking. It's fantastic to watch. Get you going. (laughs) Get you going. Get you going. And then I just, I go, I'm the bitch. I just, I go follow by and truck. Water, boys. Anyone? (laughs) Anyone water? And I throw them water, keep them hydrated, keep them going. But yeah, it's good shit. Okay. You're the the fucking suit. That's what you are, Doc. Yeah. Oh, I'm the suit. They call me boss. They call me sir. I'm like, please don't do that. I'm like, you're all older than me. You're all smarter than me. Stop it. You have a better work ethic than me. You get paid more than me. Just (laughs) stop it. Like, whatever you want, boss, you got it, boss. I'll do whatever you want, boss. No problem, boss. I'm like, stop. I'm not going to call immigration. None of you are getting deported. Everyone relax. But no joke, when I was doing an inter, I was not doing internship. I was doing an interview, an on-the-phone interview for for a construction supplier. Um, it was an on the phone interview and the lady like legitimately said like, you know, we want to hire someone that, you know, looks the part. We don't want to hire a pretty boy who's going to walk on, on job sites. I'm like, I look like a bitch. So <laughs> you probably don't want to hire me. Um, but anyway, let's get to, let's get to some brass tacks. Uh, we're, I don't really have anything political other than they passed the Inflation Act, which is going to add 86,000 IRS troops. And they had a posting for a job for an IRS agent, and they said they have to be comfortable handling a gun to get hired. Um, that's concerning. Why is that concerning? Because now the IRS are going to be armed. Think about it. I um, understand what you mean, but I'm also I'm also thinking if we're if we're gonna be on the side of guns should be, you know. Yeah, but why do IRS agents need weapons? They're just supposed to audit people. What are they gonna be doing? When you say audit people, they just kind of like you just say, look hey, at your taxes. Here. Are you paying enough of your taxes? Did you pay your taxes? No. What I think it is is that they're going to sick these IRS agents onto conservatives and just dig for anything to put people away, to just bury conservatives. Um, Because Biden has proven he's willing to uh, weaponize the FBI because he went after Trump in an unlawful raid of Mar-a-Lago. Did, did um, they ever find out what if he had no, documents? What type of documents no. he had? He's, Trump said that the documents he had were completely declassified, which means everyone knows what they are. Um, the FBI told him where to store those documents when he left office, and told him what kind of lock to put on said documents in a safe. Um, the FBI did not allow Trump's attorney to be on site. And what was explained to me is you, if you're the FBI and if you're the person being raided, you want an attorney on site so the attorney can go. They are The documents you are looking for are in the left-hand side, third drawer down of the desk. So that, so that way, the FBI goes for the third drawer down on the left. They didn't allow Trump's attorney on site. 
So that means the FBI had full range of Mar-a-Lago to do whatever they wanted in search of these specific documents. But in, in searching for these specific documents, they took everything, which is unlawful. So um, Trump reacted to that. I wish we had Vinny on. He could explain probably a little bit better, but... Um, didn't he say that uh, in an interview that someone asked him about uh, Live Golf and mm-hmm. he was asked by it and one of the reporters was saying something about Saudi Arabia and then he said something about 9-11 and then Trump said, well, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of that. And then like, and then continue on, continued on with the sentence and shit. Like, 100% Dude. real thing. Like, it was on the hey. Happy Cappy show. Hey, man. <laughs> You tell me what oh, oil painting. Sorry, Tim Dillon. You tell me what oil painting Jeffrey Epstein had in his uh, apartment in New York. An oil painting of, of fucking, <clears throat> a fucking George Bush plane with three paper airplanes and a Lego block tower falling down. Symbolism. Um, but anyway, so that's happening. Um, the FBI has been weaponized. Biden's going after everybody. Biden's going to forgive student loan debt, which is the biggest mistake I think you could ever possibly make. Uh, I remember when um, Elizabeth Warren was running for president, the Focahontas, the bitch who claimed she was Native American and she's won 100,000 millionth Cherokee, which um, my dog is more Indian than her. Um, she she was uh, confronted by this father who said to her, so I saved my money. I paid for my daughter's college. She is debt free. She does not have a single student loan to pay. And she went, good for you. Elizabeth Warren said, good for you. And the father goes, thank you. So with this plan you're proposing, will I be reimbursed for the money that I spent paying off her college? And she said, well, of course not. And he said, so you're going to forgive the loans of people who took more than they could pay, who had no plan to pay it back, and got degrees in which they couldn't make a living to pay said loan back. And then a handler of Elizabeth Warren took her out of there and got her out of the way. So that's what's going to happen. Student loan debt forgiveness is one of the biggest wastes of times anyone could have a sentence about. I feel like this I'm isn't even about talking about it. So this isn't even about a kid look, going to school, no, taking out look. a four-year loan, to get an engineering degree, and then paying it off. This is about someone who took out it's the loan. It's about everybody. 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 So the problem is, is that the left talks out of both sides of their mouth because they're clinically retarded. So the problem is, is that the left wants to tell you that a five-year-old knows that they're born in the wrong body and that we have to put a five-year-old on puberty blockers and, and hormone therapy if they're a boy to make them a girl, if they're a girl to make them a boy, and we have to do gender reassignment surgery at the age of six. Hold on. No, so no. the left is telling us that, right? Mm-hmm. The left is telling us that a five-year-old knows that they are the wrong body, that they are the wrong sex, right? I don't even remember being five years old. 
me either. So the left is telling us this about a five-year-old. The left is then telling us also that 16-year-olds should have the right to vote because they are a member of the population. They should have a voice in who gets elected, which we all know is just their parents telling them who to vote for at that point in juncture. But the left is telling us that 16-year-olds should have a right to vote. Then the left goes on and says that 18-year-olds who apply for student loans don't know what they're getting into, so they possibly can't understand that they're taking on this loan, which is a completely voluntary action. Signing your name on a loan is a completely volunteer action. But the left thinks that 18-year-olds are too stupid to know that that's what they're doing and yet can change their sex and vote before we get to the loan part. Two years even before. Exactly. So the left's stupid. So, yeah, that's what they're planning on doing. They're going to forgive. And, oh, here's what's going to happen. Fucking colleges are just going to say, wait, the government's going to give you $10,000 for your student loan. College just became $10,000 more expensive. That's all it is. We need to fix the root of the problem. Colleges are charging too much fucking money for tuition, bar none. The government needs to stop giving stipends. They need to stop giving people money to go to school outside of a student loan. The government needs to stop giving people grants. So, so, so doesn't that mean that this is going to be paid for with people's taxes? Yes. So what you're going to see is an increase in taxes and an increase in inflation because we're going to have to spend $500 billion in this student loan forgiveness plan. We don't have that money. Our GDP was zero. And we're going to fucking... And they're like, we're not in a recession. Really? Because Webster's, uh, uh, the business of economics definition of a recession is when a country posts a a GDP of zero for two consecutive years. We have done that. We're in a recession. But the left doesn't want to admit that. It's a joke. It's a joke. Anyway. Well, is is that counting the COVID? Yes. No, 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 because we were on the update. Like, when Trump was getting out of office in 2020, before he got voted out, the economy was up on the rise. And, and the left wants to take credit for all the – Biden wants to take credit for all these jobs coming back. It's literally jobs that existed before COVID that are now back after the restrictions have been lifted. There's no new jobs that are created. They're just jobs that existed prior to COVID, which Trump created. That sounded like a six-part crack in that neck. Um, let's get to why everyone's here. Uh, fight breakdown news. Oh, shit is right, my friend. I made a little money, and by little money, I mean very little because I bit like $0.50 on fights. You know, I just like to add a little excitement to things. Um. We'll skip that. Marcin Tabira versus Alexander Romanov. I went to my boss's house to watch this fight. I'm going to put it on Instagram real quick. Yeah. Marcin Tabira versus Alexander Romanov. I took Marcin Tabira. Fantastic decision. Third round. It was was a rough one to watch. Everyone looked a little slow. But these boys were pretty athletic. They they were able to give some – 
um, interesting highlights. Very good fight. Very, um, how you would say, entertaining. It was very entertaining. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, then you move on to the bantamweight battle of the night. Jose Aldo versus uh, Mari Dalashvili. Dalashvili, sorry. Um, Dalashvili is coming out of the Ray Longo camp down in Florida with your boy Aljamain Sterling. Um, they fight in the same weight division. So um, bad be weird if they had to fight each other. Jose looked okay. Um, I literally said when the fight started, because, like, ding, ding, I was like, why is Jose Aldo fighting out of a Muay Thai stance? I literally said that out loud in a group full of people. And um, Joe Rogan said it 10 seconds after me, and everyone, like, dabbed me up. I'm like, thank you. I know what I'm fucking talking about. I'm, I'm the shit. Um, so, yeah, Jose looked weird, though. He looked... Um, he looked good in the start, but then he had this, he, he, he couldn't, like, pull the trigger. It was very weird, very hesitant for Jose. Um, Dalashwili kind of held him up against the cage and just um, kneed him in the thigh over and over and over and over again. I mean, like, literally, like, 15 unanswered thigh shots and Jose's like yawning like pretending to yawn and just like as I saying doing nothing and eye rolling and stuff but here's the problem Jose that's winning yeah that's you're not, points you're not uh, con- countering that you know with, yeah if you're not do- countering if you're countering. not doing anything to stop that from happening he's imposing his will even though his will's not hurting you fair but it doesn't matter because he's controlling it he has your back against the cage. He is kneeing your leg. You are sitting there like a moron. Do something about it. Um, so Jose lost that fight. He was a dog in that fight. Um, so that's not too big of a surprise. I lost a little money there. Um, co-main event of the evening. Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold. Paolo Costa is coming into this fight 14 and two, uh, well, be 13 and two. Luke Rockhold coming in 16 and five. Um, did you watch that fight? Nope. Okay. Paolo Costa won. But did he, though? You know? And when I say that, I mean he won. Mm-hmm. He he put he put more out. He was more controlling. He did more damage. I said he had more output. Um, but the problem is, is that Luke Rockhold was gassed by the end of the first round. His nose was broken by the end of the first round, so he's breathing out of his mouth. And we are in Salt Lake City, which is about four and a half thousand feet above ele- above sea level. So you have some elevation there, so you get winded, you know. So now take into the account that Luke Rockhold's thirty-seven years old. He did not spar for this training camp. Really didn't like work out as hard as he should have for this training camp. And he's at elevation and his nose is broken. Why did, why didn't, why didn't he train as hard as he should have? 
Well, Luke has a really bad leg injury that needed a skin graft. So his shin's a little fucked up. So he always wears a wrap over it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So he didn't spar because he's 37 fucking years old. Um, Ralph Lauren model. He's a Ralph Lauren model. That's a pretty boy. Um, Don't surprise me. I'd do him. Anyway. um, So anyway. But so taking all that into account. Going into the second, Paula Costa should have run right through Luke Rockhold because Luke's can't breathe. He's at elevation, hasn't sparred, so this is the most physical contact he's gotten since his ex-girlfriend was in town. Bada-bing. He is injured beyond belief and old. Mm-hmm. And Paula Costa can't seal the deal because Paula Costa's gas tank is on E and we literally got out of the first fucking round in which you broke the guy's nose. Paula Costa has a cardio problem. He has a weight-making problem. He has a hard time cutting down the middleweight. Very well documented. And he has a gas tank problem. The guy is too... I'm going to say something here. Muscular... In the wrong fight. sport. Yes, he is in the wrong sport. You are 100% correct. But when was Polakos' last fight, though? He fought um, Marvin Venatori. When was that? I want to say early May. October 23rd, 2021. No way. That was yeah. his last fight? So it's been a minute. I remember. I I I thought it's been a minute, dude. October twenty third, twenty twenty one. Motherfucker. And he lost that. He lost to Marvin Venatori. Yes, he did. And then before that was Izzy, and he got run through. The problem is, Polakos is a decent fighter, but are we gonna have championship aspirations? I doubt it. You, you already lost to Izzy, and there's better people who have lost to Izzy that deserve a title shot before you again. Um, this is, I think this was his last fight on his UFC contract. I think he should stop. I don't, I don't, I'd go to a different division. You're not, he's not disciplined enough. His gas tank isn't good enough. Um, and you're not going to beat Izzy. You're not going to beat Robert Whitaker. You're not going to beat Marvin Finatori. You beat an old Yoel Romero and he's no spring chicken himself. He's like 35. He's like 33 or some shit. So, um, it was, it was interesting because I felt like Paulo Costa going into that second round had, had easy work in front of him. Um, but you know, credit to Luke Rockhold's heart. Um, he kept in it and I was wild as shit because like Luke would just look completely out of his fucking mind. And then all of a sudden throw a three, three sixty spinning wheel kick and land. And then he would like literally fire from the hip and yell, fuck you at Paula Costa and hit him square in the face. And Paula Costa did not go down. Um, but it was bad. Like, you know, we all we all talk about like going out on your shield. Luke Rockhold went out on his shield, but it looked real bad. I mean, he was fucked up. He was so fucked up. And then at the end of the fight, Paulo Costa takes him down. Luke, with thirty seconds left in the third round, somehow gets top position, 
gets him in mount, and instead of like actually throwing any bombs or anything from because he's so tired, he just rubs his broken nose all over Palacosta's face, and blood just goes all over Paulo Costa. Just blood everywhere. I saw that shit. That was he gave, he gave him a, so a, a face mask of blood. It was disgusting. And then, you know, he retired at the end of it, which is the right call. I, I think Paulo Costa for Luke Rockhold coming back after such a long time, after getting starched by Jan Blakovic in the light heavyweight division. Um, I think giving him Paulo Costa at elevation in Salt Lake City was a dumb idea by the UFC, but Luke Rockhold talks shit about the UFC, so they're not going to give him an easy fight. They're not going to give him a warm-up. They're not going to give him anything like that. You, you get the Wolves. Um, so, moving on to the main event. Did you watch that? I did not. Did you see the highlights I sent you? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, um, going into this fight, you had Kamaru Usman. What was... What was I doing? Was I with Bridget? No, that was Saturday. Friday, you were with Jess. How'd you know what I was about to say? Because it's the only thing that I got going on. Because 150 podcasts later, buddy. Um, So... Uh, Kamara Usman going into this fight is undefeated in the UFC, never been taken down in the UFC, never been finished in the UFC, never lost in the UFC, I think I said that already, and was going for Anderson Silva's title defense run of 6, was it 13, 14, so he's going for 14 title defenses, which is the record in the UFC. Well, the first round, Leon Edwards took him down. Snapped that record. Leon Edwards took Kamara Usman down because is that a before, random random shoot or was it anything? No, Camaro shoot shot and um, Leon got double underhooks and um, twisted him and stuck his left leg behind the right leg of Camaro and took him down. Mm-hmm. Just took him right down and then got a triangle hold. I'm not triangle. Got a uh, what's it called? Yeah. I think it's body triangle, body triangle. Got a body triangle on Camaro and was like trying to get a choke. He kept trying to get it. And the only time Camaro's ever been, his only loss, which wasn't in the UFC, but his only loss was a triangle choke. I'm not sorry, was a rear naked choke. So it's pretty interesting. He looked a little dangerous for our, for our boy Camaro. I don't really like Camaro, so it was fine. Um, because he's black. No, because he's an asshole. <laughs> um, he's actually not an asshole. He's just like really arrogant. And, yeah, yeah, um, I, I just don't, his personality. I would, I, I can already yeah, tell what to get along with. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really like him that much as far as personality standpoint. Um, but it also has to do because he's black. <laughs> no, none of that. None of that. Now, come on, now we <laughs> we we accept all here except uh, Polynesian. That's um, Gosh, jokes, but so, jokes. so Leon Edwards took him down, broke that record. It was like, whoa, that's so cool. Round he won. Leon Edwards won the first round. Rounds two, three, four, and basically going into five, all Kamaro. Yeah, all that's what, Kamaro. That's what I heard. Like just, just all piecing, piecing them together, making a sandwich. It was 
I'm going to stop you from doing anything. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to ground. I'm going to, I'm going to dirty box you up against the cage. I'm going to fucking take away every weapon you have. Pardon. So fifth round comes. My boss is sitting next to me in his apartment. There's a bunch of people there, but everyone came in for the, like the last two fights. But you know me, I'm I've been there since day one. You know, I'm watching the prelims. You have to pee or something? No, I'm just petting Lucy. Okay, got it. Looks like you're stroking your cock or oh, rocking back and forth. She so gets, she gets up on please, her mom, balls. don't listen to this show. Um so you're stroking a pussy instead. Um so going into the fifth, there's a minute ten left. There's a minute ten left in the fifth round. God, my insane. my boss looks at me. And goes, he's got to do something. Mm -hmm. He is losing this fight, and his opportunity is going out the window. And I went, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it does not look good. 57 seconds hits on the fucking number. Leon throws the right. Camaro moves to the left to avoid the jab. And right behind the jab, a left shin from Jesus H. Christ himself <laughs> goes right up against the side of Kamara's temple and night, night, Nigerian nightmare. Yeah, he went to sleep. I mean, he went to sleep, folded like a house of cards. His knee hit his own head and he wide-eyed was unconscious. Oh yeah, eyes open, unconscious. It's like he was Rashad, former light heavyweight champion of the world, Rashad Evans said he was sitting next to Kamaro Usman's daughter, and the screams she let out haunt him because she thought daddy was dead. How and old is she? Board, five or six, seven years old. Not that old. Um. How would you even bring him to the fight? Fuck. Bad parenting. Hey, yeah. bad parenting. Don't do that. Like um, I know you're fucking the champ, but fucking still, dude. Fuck. Bad idea. We all have bad ideas. Um. Yeah. So, uh, greatest knockout in UFC history with 57 seconds, dude. You cannot understand what a fucking thing Leon is saying, though. Holy shit, is he so British. He oh, is yeah. so British. It's oh, my insane. God. The one thing he said, which was one of the greatest quotes. Yeah. Look at, me Look at me now. Look, Look at me now. Pound for pound what? Because everyone's saying he's the pound for pound greatest. Kamaru's the pound for pound greatest. Pound for pound what? Pound for pound? Pound for pound? Headshot. Dead. Pound for pound? That's what he said. <laughs> the belt belongs to nobody. That's it. It's over. I was like, oh shit, fucking hey. Now, did it help that Kamara was still on a stool getting attended to with lollipops and bubblegum? And everyone was like, you're in Utah. And he's like, Uranus? And no, Utah. It's cold outside. You're a fighter. You have kids. And he was like, Popcorn? No. Like, did it help? No. Did it help that? No, it did not. Um, Now, during the press conference, Dana White was fielding questions, and um, one of Dana's assistants 
because the guy's worth a billion dollars, said, get a phone call. And like it's in the middle, Dana's like, I'm in the middle of a fucking press conference. He's like, no, you want to take this phone call. And he took the phone call, and it was Kamara Usman. And he goes, hey, sorry about that. Sometimes champs fuck up. Next time, I fucking kill him. And then, like, and then, like, said something to Dana that you couldn't hear on the microphone. And Dana went, all right, thanks, guys. That's it. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you being like? Because <laughs> Dana said, oh, it's Kamara. Um, so, like, Dana just got up and left. Um, but so I think they're going to run that fight back. Because oh, yeah. Kamara and Leon fought once before. Kamara won. So now it's 1-1. Mm. Rubber match. Kamara wants to do it in the UK. Yes. Oh. Kamara does. Yeah. He's like, let's go. Let's go to fucking O2, and I'm going to take that motherfucker down in his home. Jeez. That's okay. <sighs> respect there. Respect, respect there. Respect there. See, the welterweight belt is one. If Colby Covington doesn't hold it, I don't care. Because Jorge Monsvidal is a fucking scumbag to me, even though he's a big Donnie T supporter. Fucking scumbag. But that's a belt that is if 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 Colby doesn't hold it, I don't care who holds it because I I, I appreciate the chaos that is happening in that division right now. Jeez, so the last time Leon and Edwards and Usman fought was in 2015. Uh-huh. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fantastic knockout. Fantastic knockout. I I mean excellent work done there by Leon Edwards. It's truly um Look at me now. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, the guy has had one of the roughest lives um, on the UFC roster, and that's saying something for the UFC roster. And, um, yeah, no, he deserves it. He deserves this moment. He deserves this moment. He won it fair and square. It wasn't because of luck. He set that up. His his team even drilled it. It was like when everyone was talking about, like, Connor got lucky with Jose. Nope. Connor was practicing that. Connor knew that that would be there. It's like Jorge with Ben Askren. It was like luck. Nope. Jorge knew that he would shoot if he ran at him, and he put his knee where he would shoot. Um, so, you know, and also skill. Now, there's not a lot of guys in that division that can follow a punch like that with the opposite side leg kick. That's very difficult. That's a lot of flexibility. Um, and that's Leon. He's calculated. You ever try to throw a jab with your left hand? Well, you yes. being righty. Yeah, yeah. I punt. Oh. I, I'm southpaw, so my left leads. Or no, maybe it's the other way around. You, okay, I have no idea. You can't say you got a fighting stance. I don't. I really don't know. But you say you, I'm, you. I'm a southpaw. I, well, I mean, I feel like my power is in my right because it's more accurate, but I don't know. This would be a, a, a dead fish flying at you if I was – I shouldn't be giving you these tips. I mean, fuck. Episode 200 is coming up. Yeah, we're 45 episodes away. Yeah. Um, what are we weighing it at again? Do I got a bulk 240. Up? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, test is allowed, man. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta lose ten. You gotta gain ten. Well, dude, I'm, I'm like one ninety two right now, dude. Oh my god, I'm just, I'm just getting skinny. Uh, yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I want to play some fucking Fortnite, so let's end this bitch. Do you have anything? All right, that's the fight. So let's talk about tomorrow's real quick because I'm going to put some money down on that and we'll handicap some motherfuckers. So far, my handicap for last week wasn't that bad. I was pretty close. Um, September 3rd, so we got a week here. We got a week off this weekend, so I'm sad. When's the... Hmm? I know I'm, I'm looking, I'm talking to myself. I'm trying to find oh. what the uh, card is here. Okay, so September 3rd, we have um, a decent card, to be completely honest with you. Joaquin Butley, Buckley fights, Benoit Saint-Denis fights, um, Jessica Andrade was supposed to fight, that got canceled. Um, Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Venatori, that's a fantastic fight. Um, then you got Cyril Gunn versus Tai Tuavasa, I believe that's for the interim heavyweight belt. That's going to be a good one. Cyril Gaon is a tactician. Mm-hmm. He's, very, he's very accurate kickboxer. He's got great striking. And then Tai Tuavasa is a bulldozer. So um, we'll see Whitaker what comes of that. Uh, Venatori will be good. In France. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it in France? Yeah. Damn. So Cyril Gaon's got a... UFC Paris. So Cyril Gaon's got a home game there. Um... And Marvin Venatori basically has one against Robert Whitaker. He's Italian, so fuck. We know who Chris is rooting for. Um, say that. But yeah, I mean, they're just they're just uh, tickling your balls until you get to UFC 279. Kamzat versus Nate Diaz. Um, Dennis Tullium versus Jamie Pickett. Johnny Walker versus Eon Chibata Bread. Jake Collier versus Chris Barnett. Fantastic fight. Um, this one guy only has one name, like fucking Cher and Irene Adler fight. So they're just honey dicking in until the next, uh, main card, which is, uh, September 10th. So, um, yeah, everybody that's episode 155. We appreciate your patronage. We're going to go get dubs in fucking Fortnite. I'm a little drunk on wine. He's a little high on weed. That's what you get. Uh, I'm going to keep the stream going. I'm not stopping the stream. Oh, no, we're going. We're going to Fortnite time, baby. Um, We appreciate you listening. Pass this episode along to your friends. We're not really very good on social media, so just word of mouth. Say, hey, I have have two losers that fucking talk into a mic, and they've done it for 150 episodes for the last six years. Listen to them. Um, Sad, dude. That really shows shows you what we have going on in our lives. I had a kid. I know. I'm still fucking doing this shit. Yeah, I know. Um, Once a week. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. See you in the next one. Peace out.